Hello and welcome to Shaken Not Noob, the podcast that asked the question, was Cyclops ever not the worst possible ex-person? I mean, we've heard of whiny punk asses before, but this guy takes the cuck. I mean cake. I am your ever-questioning host, Fuzzy Dan, and joining me today is a man whose mutant ability allows him to spend more money on pop culture collectibles than should be physically or financially possible. It's Mr. Duty Dutrum. How are we, sir? I'm going to spend money, then I'm going to get yelled at by my wife. <laughs> it's Captain Credit Card. <laughs> Don't worry, we can go into overdraft. We can go into the red. <laughs> Let's take out a second loan. <laughs> Mr. Simpson, we can already tell you are late on your mortgage payments. Take the <laughs> um, I don't think Cyclops is the worst. Cyclops was cool in the animated series, but then he. Oh, ooh, see, this is what got me going because I've just started rewatching the animated series. Disney Plus. And uh, on the old uh, Disney Place. And um, I, I just everything about him. He's, an, he's annoying. He's whiny. He keeps bitching about leadership. Oh, that's, you know, well, I'm a great leader and you guys are not being listening to me. And it, it's like. No, you're just a dickhead who just keeps shouting at them. Of course they're not going to listen to you. And he also has these weird, like, it looks like someone's shoved tennis balls down his suit, so his abs look all weird. So definitely check it out. I felt Next like you mentioned that Anna- really recently. Did you mention that in, like, a previous episode of Nerd or something? I think so, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're watching if you're watching X-Men animated series, have a closer look at his abs. Also, if you're looking at the abs, look at Sabretooth's abs because he's got like 30 of them. So I have a problem with how they drew abs in X-Men the animated series and also Cyclops. Cyclops is, I think Cyclops is cool. It's also because I have glasses and he has glasses. So we must be cool. <laughs> Look, I mean, there's a lot of people that you complain about, and a lot of people love to complain about Jubilee, and for good reason. Uh, like, yes. she's pretty terrible, but she's not as bad as Cyclops. I'm just putting it out there. He is the worst. Oh, uh, I don't know. Chameleon's pretty bad. Remember Chameleon? No, I've, I've he completely was, uh, forgotten about it. No, wait. Was it Chame- Morph? That was it. Not Morph. Chameleon, Morph. Yeah, same thing. Uh, he died, like, straight away, and then came and back later died. on, like, completely he crazy. His death. Yes. Um, also, Rogue, Rogue with the Louisianan sort of style accent. See, now they actually made Rogue cool in the animated series because she could fly and she had like super strength as well. She was basically a proper superhero instead of this whiny person that just <laughs> took people's powers. Instead of Anna Paquin. <laughs> instead of Anna Paquin, yes, exactly. Look, uh, let's not talk about them anymore. I could bitch about X Men for hours. Uh, let's talk about some games news because that's what we're here to talk about. Yes. Uh, Mr. Doody Dutrum, a first cab off the rank uh, is the secret leak that happened. A lot, I'll, do, I'll just let you know as well. Sleep. This news is about <laughs> this news is about a week old uh, because I had it lined up for last week, so it's fine. We didn't record last week because I was hungover. That is why. <laughs> um, so this news uh, happened last week, hot off the press. Nintendo Switch Pro um, was briefly listed on Amazon uh, .com .mexico, whatever the fuck their .com is. Um, yeah, so the Mexican Amazon listed the Switch Pro mm. and then took it down from their website. Um, so we are expecting now, we're, what, one week away from E3? Yeah, about that. Yeah, this time ex- next week we'll have an E3 episode, won't we? We're Absolutely, yeah. We're expecting then this time next week to hear an announcement from Nintendo that the Switch Pro is coming out because it's basically been spoiled already. 
I wonder what it'll be like. I feel like it'll it'll have a larger screen. It'll have different Joy Cons that are for normal sized hands, um, mm. and maybe like the the Pro controller. Um, I think it's the Pro controller. So it looks like <clears> there's um, from uh, I think some of the concept drawings that people have seen. Um, there's just sort of more grooves to it, so it gives it a bit more more weight, uh, right. and the handle is probably a little bit more uh, a little bit stronger. So you're not going to crush the um, uh, crush the buttons or the joysticks, and hopefully they will have fixed that Joy-Con drift issue that they had on the original Switch. Um, but yeah, so that's. Stay stay tuned, but yes, it has already been teased on uh, Mexican Amazon. Who knew that was a thing? Uh, there we go. <laughs> Hopefully we get some good games coming from... Mario Golf comes out very soon. I'm very excited for that. <laughs> Mario Golf now, is the best golf. Oh, it looks amazing. It looks like a lot of fun. That'll be a good party game to have. That's a, it's going to be a fantastic drinking game. <laughs> now, um, speaking of things that are very, very, very expensive, have you seen the new NVIDIA graphics cards that came through? They released their TI series. No. Which is like, yeah. So that was the um, the next range up. So they had the obviously the 3080s and the 3070s that came out recently. Yep. They had the 3080 and 3070 TI edition, which is like, you know, it's like getting a faster, super fast car. Um, it's it's the sports pack that you put on your car. So these things came out. They put them on as a, a retail price, or they recommended retail price mm-hmm. was $1,500 dues. Um, bad. It, not bad. Yeah, not, not too bad. But... The almost the moment they released, the price jumped up to three thousand dollars. Why? Because there was so much demand for it that all of the local stores in Australia went, "Hey, well, no, we can charge double the price for it, so we will." So um, expect to pay three thousand dollars for it. But sorry, you can't because they're already sold out. They I sold out in like a day, less than a day. I think so, the only way you'll be able to get them as well, like do do what both sort of Fuzzy and I did, just like go to relevant provider that we're not sponsored by and you know get a pre-built you know that's what i did yeah. i walked in i said i want this graphic like my brother had picked out the one for me and i just and i just went look ryan how long is this thing gonna last and he went 10 years i just went fine i'll get that and then from there you can just change your parts out yeah, and that's and that's what a lot of people are doing now. There's a lot yeah. of people who have, um, yeah, they all these computer companies have pre-bought all their stuff. They get to do that, and they can build their PCs, and you'll find them in there. It's easy enough to buy it, and it's actually not that much more expensive than buying the parts yourself. So, no, um, no, not at all. Yeah, yeah, mine was I think like you know thirty five hundred roughly. Um, yeah, well, it actually was thirty five. Um, and the only thing I don't like about my PC is it's it's got a white case. Like that was the only thing. And my brother's like, dude, really? If it's such a problem, we can just take the case off and spray you can paint. buy. New, yeah, you can buy a new case for a couple hundred bucks. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, no. But and, yes, and yeah, there you go. Ti yes. Oh yeah, the TI editions, mate. They are they are fantastic to look at. They are huge, humongous things. Um, but yeah, three thousand dollars when you could buy them. Expect to pay more uh, <laughs> if you're trying to get them now. Mm-hmm. Um, in other uh, very disappointing news, God of War Two uh, was announced that it will be pushed back to 2022. Um, so that was uh, a bit of a disappointment. So that was the Santa Monica Studios, I believe. Um, yes. We were expecting to see a bit more this year. We had some trailers, all the rest of it. They have had <laughs> delays due to COVID and isolation, and it is just not the product they want to deliver at this stage, so they're pushing back to 2022. Um, Sony has also confirmed, though, that it is coming out on both the PS4 and PS5. Okay. Um, now, that tells me another thing as well, Dirty, mm. that they're releasing a game in 2022 
and still releasing it like games across PS4 and PS5, that means they're probably not expecting to get more PS5s out anytime soon. Either that or like when I back in my day when you know <laughs> the 360 release and the original Xbox or the the PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation 2 and all that sort of stuff like that was yeah. um the games that were released on the the newer version of the console like you look at Assassin's Creed Black Flag and all that sort of stuff like that as well they weren't massive changes in regards to graphical like it was like oh yeah and you know in assassin's creed black flag you'd see the water from the waves splash up onto the deck and the lighting was better and it was you know better resolution and, and stuff like that but it wasn't a night and day change in the graphics and I, I feel like god of war 2 or god of war ragnarok was made with playstation 4 hardware and yeah. now that playstation 5 is released it's like all right well we can push it a little further but because it was built using Older technology, we can't necessarily. If we rebuild it and start it from the ground up again, it's screwed because you'll yeah. have a you'll have a cyberpunk effect. I think we'll get more of an upscale version than anything else, but yeah. I do think it's around the numbers as well because according to the latest sales numbers that I just googled, um, Sony have sold seven point eight million PlayStation Five consoles as of the thirty first of March. Um, right. So that's that's you know a fair number, but, yeah, and they're hard but, to get in stock, but. Um, they have sold over time 115.2 million PS4s. So you can just see the numbers are just slightly weighed in the PS4 favour. And until they get numbers that are, you know, well in excess of you know nearly eight million, yeah. they they really can't. They've got to continue to you know spread that across both um, both platforms. So it'll be interesting to see how long that goes on for. I know. Xbox Series X obviously still can't get hold of those now. Like yeah, here and there they'll they'll pop up. Like um, yeah, you'll see things on Facebook. Like you know they're in stock with the Microsoft Store or JB Hi-Fi's got them in stock or you know Best Buy or whoever <clears throat> have got them in stock. But they don't last stay in stock for long. No, I think, they do I, not. I think when Ian was getting his Xbox, um, the store had maybe four or five in stock that he bought them from. And he bought them, you know, of course, post-launch. I think he bought it at the start of the year or... No, just before Cyberpunk because he bought oh, at the same time as Cyberpunk. Um, yeah. And in order to get one, you needed to give your, your name and address and stuff. So then if someone else from your household went to go purchase one, they would get, no, <laughs> you've already got one in the system. Ah, I see. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. So, look, it's very interesting. I, I think we'll, we'll see it for years to come, um, probably yeah. at least the next couple of years. A lot of it's due to, you know, COVID restrictions. Again, they haven't been able to produce as many. Um, it's all about the uh, computer chips, right? So, it's um, the graphics processing chips yeah. as well as the, um, as the CPUs themselves. So, they just literally can't produce enough of them to get the, the, the stock out to people. So, yeah, it will be interesting. Mm. Um, but yes, so yeah, 2022 for God of War 2, a bit of a disappointment. Uh, something that is coming out uh, very soon, though, Horizon Forbidden West. Um, we did see the extended gameplay footage of that one. Did you have a look through? Uh, no, I haven't played Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn. So then uh, watching a trailer for a sequel for a, for, for a game that... Look, I, I haven't seen much of the first game, so it's, it seems like one of those things of like, you know, here's the trailer for Indiana Jones you know, Temple of Doom, but you haven't seen Last Crusade or, or you know, Raiders <laughs> so of the Lost Ark. who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> a, a, a little yeah. bit in regards to that, but also, like, I see a lot a lot of people have gotten very upset with the character model face and stuff like oh. that as well. 
Okay, so a lot of people got upset incorrectly because of the character model. And they're like, oh, she looks ugly and she put on weight and here's a different model. And basically they, it was this, you know, soy boy beta cuck that like, you know, glammed it up. So it looked like a, you know, like this, you know, page three model kind of thing with mm. makeup on all the rest. It's like, no, that's not the character at all. Uh, it was a bad screenshot that they used. It was just like one, you know, one of those one, one frame moments. Yeah. yeah, one frame that just didn't look cool. And, you know, they used it as a comparison. It was shit. So all of those things are really, like, just terrible comparisons. What we saw in the gameplay footage was fantastic. We saw her go, um, Aloy, the main character, go through a level. Uh, These kind of velociraptor new kind of creatures in there. Um, it's really interesting they've included all these new, like, robot dinosaurs with lots of feathers on there. um, Because that's obviously the... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see that they've included that. Um, and at one stage, she uh, she sneaks through this, you know, this uh, this the foliage and starts taking on this bad guy's camp to rescue somebody, and has a fight with the bad guy, the main bad guy, who's on the back of a fucking woolly mammoth kind of thing. So, right, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, so some of the like the like the character designs and the creature designs from the first game were amazing. It looks like they're going to up the ante again. Um, as long as they bring back that T-Rex, like the T-Rex was just incredible from the first game. Um, but yeah, they just, it's just such a fun game and such a really, like really interesting world to live in. Um, so yeah, we'll be looking forward to seeing that one soon. Uh, speaking of interesting yeah. worlds, um, the Battlefield 2042 trailer. Yes. Um, yeah. Which looks interesting. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I think it looks fun. Yeah, look, it's, it is set in the future. So um, we did have them set in the future previously. That was uh, 2142, and this is 2042. Was, so. Yeah, that was like shit, 2004, 2005, I think it was when that came out. That was yeah, before Bad Company, or. Yeah, yep, it was after Battlefield right. 2, and it was before Bad Company. That's right, yeah. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, so this one um, looks very interesting. I, I kind of liked it. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it was literally just the cinematic trailer, so it looked like a fucking Michael Bay film. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It does say at the very start of the trailer, it's you know using the in-game frostbite footage and all that sort of stuff like that. Um, the interesting thing, and I'm completely fine with this, but I can understand why some people aren't, is that this game has no single-player campaign. Um, and I've yeah. seen people on Twitter go like, "Well, how come when Star Wars fans got upset that there was no single-player campaign, you added one, but now there's none in Battlefield?" I'm like, "Because Star Wars is an interesting universe." I couldn't give a shit if it is 2643. You are Battlefield and you are made for the fucking point of playing online with friends and shooting things. Where Battlefront yeah. has always had some form of story to it. And same yeah. thing with COD. Like, Ian just got the whatever Cold War, I think was the most recent Call of Duty game. He, he bought it for the single player. And I'm like, okay, now what did you think? And he's like, yeah, it's fine. Like, single player games in these store points in these games, they're always fine. They're nothing yeah. revolutionary. What they are, and especially in in the case of, of Battlefront, uh, sorry, uh, Battlefield, is mm-hmm. they um, they're a tutorial. It's it's like here's yeah. all the things that you could be doing, um, especially in that that single player for um, Call of Duty as well, the Cold War. Like it is very much a showcase of all of the awesome things that you can have. Here's all of the the weapons that you could use. Here's mm-hmm. how to open doors. Here's how to use some of the vehicles or whatever might be going on. It really is a tutorial to get you into multiplayer. And once yeah. you've played it, you should be ready for the game. That's, that's how they are. Um, I think um, Call of Duty does some better set pieces when it comes to that stuff. So I do 
quite enjoy their single player missions because they are very much feels Michael like you're Bay. watching it. Yeah, Michael Bay dad's movie kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting to see that Battlefield have gone down that pathway when they're not offering any of that content. Um, there was some, some interesting subtle nods to some of the uh, epic gameplays of um, past Battlefields where we had the person who ejects out of their jet, uh, shoots a rocket at a helicopter, blows it up, and then climbs back into their own jet, which is pretty amazing. So um, there are, Yeah, you watch some people with like the kill cams and stuff like that and how they shoot themselves yeah. and they do all that. It's, it's so impressive, and then you try it yourself and you just get... <laughs> you just, yeah, get fucked. Yeah, but, like there, yeah. there are some people that uh, they make it their life's work to uh, to get good at these things, and they are very, very good. Oh yeah, um, oh, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, so look, um, it's, it's interesting. I, I don't think that gives a lot away in here. Um, I I did get a little bit worried. I felt I had some very strong um, like battle royale vibes from it, mm-hmm. um, and they have confirmed no battle royale, which is good. Um, but there are things like there. There's weather events in there. Apparently, there's like, like tornadoes yeah. in in the game that actually come through some of the specific maps and actually mess shit up. So it will be interesting to see. I'll give it a, a give it a look. See, I do play Battlefield uh, Vive uh, quite a bit. That's that's still quite a fun game to play. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just one of those interesting franchises. I, I don't know. I don't know if they actually quite know what their identity is at the moment. They seem to be going all over the place. So yeah, yeah interesting to see. Yeah, Battlefield 1 and 2 were modern day, and then there was the future one that was whatever the fucking number was. Then there was Bad Company that was my foray into it. And to be fair, Bad Company actually had a decent story. Can't remember what it was. Yeah. Um, and 3 was the first Battlefield game that released day one with the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Um, and that was the game as well. Like for It was... Sort of like how the the PlayStation has the haptic feedback triggers for their for their new PlayStation Five. The Xbox yeah. had the vibration in the triggers, which was their selling yeah. point. And when you fired a shotgun, you felt this big sort of force from the the triggers. Um, I'm interested to see where this goes. I think with Battlefield games, you you basically need to get in around day one or that first those first couple of weeks to first couple of months. Because if you jump onto Battlefield Five now or Vive. You're going to get completely fucking uh, destroyed. It's yeah, the the learning curve to get into that now because it's only hardcore fans who are playing it exactly. Now. Yeah, same and message. they are you, you you need to just be prepared to grind for a long period of time and suffer <laughs> to get anywhere. But it, it's not worth it. I'd probably just wait. Um, but it, it, it's, I'm looking forward to 2042 because they they've got some really interesting things in here. In not only those tornadoes, but they also have said that um, on the next gen consoles. They'll be hosting up to 128 players in the battle, so mm-hmm. they are going to have massive battles, which will be amazing to see. Um, and just to see, imagine having to wait for that fucking lobby, 128 people to log in. <laughs> I feel like it'll start with 20 aside, then also slowly start to grow, sort of yeah. thing. Um, I think they're they're usually a bit better with that with that yeah. type of thing. So yeah, then, oh, and there was Battlefield Hardline. That was the one I was forgetting. Oh, yeah, that was that was not good. No. <laughs> Battlefield 3 was good. Battlefield 4 was good too. Um I did enjoy um there was when the, they the re- Megalodon coming out of the out of the water. Yeah, I, I did enjoy um Battlefield 1 when they re- we went back yeah. to the old school war and Battlefield yeah. 5 continued that theme. Um so yes, interesting to see that they've jumped back to the future with this one. So, 
Yes. Yeah, I remember playing Battlefield Five with you. I think, um, I think it was me, you, and Ian, or me, you, and Ollie, or whoever yeah. it was, and just like actually having a blast and having to like zero your sights and stuff like that for the sniper yeah. rifles and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of technical work with that, which is quite fun. Um, but the, it's interesting as well. This one is coming out on the new Frostbite engine, so mm. they uh, Frostbite Three was the last series. This is coming out on Frostbite Four, so. Um, Yes, very and that's interesting. Potentially, what like next Star Wars games? Because Frostbite is EA's big thing. They use it for racing games. They use it for, of course, Battlefield. They use it for Need for Speed. They use it for Star Wars. I feel like that, yeah. that's going to be there. It's the RE engine for Capcom, sort of thing. Yeah, and the, the, I mean, this is, I think, the game that's going to pretty much launch it all. So um, mm. they're going to want to get it right, which will be very interesting to see. But yes, that's it for us uh, for the news today. Um, lots of news, lots of things to talk about. Um, but Duty, we are brought to everybody that is listening. Yes. We're brought to them by a sponsor. <laughs> they are collectibles. That's right. They do collectible things that Duty purchases all the time. Um, they are that your number correct. one stop for collectible needs. Now, have you seen some of the latest stuff they've got in there? Uh, the last thing I saw was up for pre-order now was the Batman from Dark Knight's Metal, the Green Lantern version of Evil Batman against Hal Jordan Green Lantern. Um, yep. And it comes with like this cool translucent green display base and of course all these sort of like gl- clip-on sort of uh, accessories and weapons and stuff like that to use. And of course being a big Green Lantern fan, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah, I think that was the last thing I saw. But of course there's always new Hot Toy announcements and stuff like that. And I'm yep. still very frustrated that Hot Toys haven't announced the damn Obi-Wan Clone Wars figure. They're like, hey, um, look, it's a fucking Loki, and it's Captain America Bucky, and it's this and it's that. <laughs> so you won't be purchasing the uh, the new MODOK toy that's coming through? No, but I did watch the first episode <laughs> of the MODOK TV series. It's quite fun, isn't it? Uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> It is very much uh, Robot Chicken, so uh, they've involved a lot of people with the uh, the Robot Chicken past. Yes. Um, so, yes, that's uh, if you liked Robot Chicken, you'll like MODOK. Um, but, yes, it's still one of the weirdest-looking characters in, like, in comic books ever. Um, but, yes, they've got the toy coming through there. Um, there's also the Ghostbusters toys. Uh, they look pretty cool, complete with ooze. Um, it does look like you've just on your toys if you turn the light out, so just... Be warned. Um, and uh, the awesome Deadpool 2 cable toy, which is pretty I did cool see that, too. yeah. Yeah. And there's a, for, for anyone who loved Deadpool 2, um, there's uh, the Deadpool 2 cable hot toy. I think it's out now. It's coming out very soon. Um, yeah. But there's, uh, shit, there was, uh, never mind. Disregard. <laughs> Disregard. <laughs> yes, fine. he is pretty cool. But um, yes, CultureShockCollectibles.com for all of your nerdy collectible needs. Yes. Let's talk about them, mate. We've got a couple of games to talk about this week. Uh, The first cab off the rank is the preview that we've had for Formula One 2021. Yes. Um, uh, It it is the annual release of the Formula One game that we know and love. We've loved it for the last couple of years, and it looks set to be another year that we love this game again. Yes, thanks to EA Games Australia and Codemasters, uh, both Fuzzy and I got to preview Formula One 2021. Um, you know, between date A and date B, we were given a preview build of the game, uh, and throughout the entire game, it had that sort of big banner at the top saying "work in progress" everywhere. Um, but we we got to play it, we got to see some of the additions and changes they've done, um, some of the improvements they've done, and um, uh, Fuzzy, take 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 it away. We've People may have already seen some of my thoughts, but I want to know what you think. 
I've seen some of your crashes and stuff. <laughs> some of my crashes, some of my excellent overtakes. Thank you very much. It was um, a good overtake. Look, yes, it was. <laughs> thank you very much. Yes. Uh, it is. Um, look, it's a lot of fun. We've only seen, um, so work in progress builds for, I think it's like half a dozen tracks in total. Yeah, about um, five or six, yeah. Yeah, so we've we've had a look at a, a general look and feel into the game. Um, still, obviously, a, a fair bit of improvement work to go through that. But I think from what we've seen so far, it looks like like handling feels a little bit more ragged, which is really fun. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just a little bit more lively at the wheel. Um, so your back end slips out a little bit more. And- oh, it slips out so much. <laughs> if you accelerate on a rumble, you're spinning. Yeah, so it's really interesting to see um, how that's uh, that's changed. Um, it will be interesting to see how that comes out in the uh, in the main game as well. Um, but yeah, look, I've, I've I've had a lot of a lot of fun with it. I've put in some good lap times. Been um, you know everything looks and feels nice. It, it mm. feels yeah. I, I have good feelings from the early copies that I know that the later versions are going to be great as well. Um, I know that um, if your PC supports it, you'll also be able to get ray tracing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's ray tracing on um, uh, the new next-gen consoles if you're going to get those, but only in like cutscenes and replays, so it's not actually during the game. Yeah. Um, there's yeah they they look to have expanded a bunch of stuff so there's look uh, looks like there's new customization options um, so if you are driving your custom car within multiplayer you do get to put in things like your own custom stickers on the halos and I think you can do that for and things the, like that. normal cars as well I think you can okay. do that for the standard team cars yeah so it might be in the, the the career options as well so yeah yeah I think there's going to be some cool options there's cooperative careers as well which uh, so which would be pretty good. cool <laughs> um, so I think there's there's a lot of really good things to look forward to here so um they've done a lot of work it seems building out the experience around the game which is something that we've i I suppose we've sort of ticked them for last year and the year before i think they took it out last year didn't really do as much of it but this year they brought it back in so much more story and yeah lots of things to really immerse you in the experience and get you into it yeah, so with, um, yeah, last year was more of a, a UI update. It didn't really change much in regards to, no. it, 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 like, yeah, you got to create your own team and stuff like that. But other than that, it wasn't too much. Um, this year, their big thing, of course, is um, you can do cooperative careers. So I, I don't know if anyone who's listening actually watched their, um, or Fuzzy's uh, stream of Formula One when we were racing last year at some point. Um, but we would always go the same team. We would always try to do a one-two finish. And and that was that was just how we like to race. It was, it was against each other, but with each other, if that makes sense. Um, and that's what uh, Codemasters have said they've made the co-op career mode for, because they've noticed a lot of players, just two friends playing, they've turned the AI on, they're both on the same team. And rather than with Fuzzy and I, we were manually sort of writing down on paper, like where we finished, who came where, <laughs> what the points were, stuff like that, where with this co-op career mode. Fuzzy and I can do the same thing, but the game will save it as a as a career option, and it will you know show us the points and the standings and stuff through race to race. Yeah, um, I, and I like, like that they. Yeah, I like that they've done that, and also like they you'll be able to do things like you know race for different teams, um, fight yeah. for contracts, all sorts of things. So all of the things that you would have in a single player experience is going to be brought into that multiplayer experience as well. So I yeah. think that's that's really cool that you can you can finish that off cooperatively. Yeah, you can start together and then sort of, you know, whenever it is you want to end your co-op career with your friend, you can one can be driving for a Mercedes, one can be driving for a Red Bull, and you can yeah. both be competing for Drivers' Championship in two different teams, or you can stay with the same team and grow. Um, yeah. There is the My Team returning as well, but their big selling point this year was Breaking Point. Um, it's their new 
sort of single player career mode where you don't play or you don't create a character and have your standard career there is still that mode if you want to do that um but you play as a character that they've made for the game and you start in formula 2 in 2020 move into formula 1 in 2021 and you'll start in either aston martin which is great uh alpha tori haas williams or alfa romeo and then go on to upgrading teams from there and they've said that this game mode is very much drive to survive so you're being interviewed you're being spoken to it's it's sort of like how at least from what i could sort of gather as they were speaking about it was it is how the 2k games do their like you know spike lee has made a story for 2k 2026 <laughs> or whatever it is um, oh, yeah. let's not forget that <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's that but it's for formula one so yeah. that's what i'm getting from it um Yep, I'm I'm excited for that. It looks it looks cool. You play as a character called Aiden Jackson, and um the uh your rival from Formula One 2020 who was uh, I got his name written down Devin Butler <laughs> Devin Button yeah, or whatever his name was yeah he returns in this game to be a rival I think like a pre-existing Formula 1 rival as well for you so that's yeah. kind of cool I'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing they uh they gave us a, a bit of a sneak preview of the cutscenes and stuff and it's just it's whoa the cutscenes yeah. and it looks sweet Oh, look, I will say this is the first year, obviously, um, uh, Codemasters has been purchased by uh, EA in, mm-hmm. in the in the off-season. Um, yep. So they, they've they definitely given it, like, I think they would have developed the majority of the game by the time they were purchased. I think yep. they put, uh, they've put a few things in here by the looks of it to, you know, to expand on that experience. So it's probably the last maybe pure experience we're going to get from Codemasters. And next year it'll definitely be a much more... Um, It'll be a much more different experience, I think, for um, for for users going into EA's style of play. Um, hopefully, they don't change it too much, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, like they, said, they, what yeah, we've sorry. seen so far looks amazing. It looks like it's a lot of fun. I've enjoyed playing the preview version of it, and yeah, I can't wait to get stuck into the uh, a, the big boys, the proper version. Well, yeah, as you said as well, like you know, as soon as Formula One twenty twenty released, they. Uh, basically just started working on formula one 2021 Uh, Mm. but now they've got the next gen technology that they can use for 2022 Uh, one of the big things as well with this game is there is going to be a real season start so if uh if you've just watched the azerbaijan grand prix and you've seen that lewis hamilton (laughs) fucking locked his tires Uh, (laughs) (laughs) too much magic mate the magic button um (laughs) but if you just watch that race and you want to what real season start is is the next it will start a career mode you pick an existing driver lewis hamilton lando norris whoever it is you want to pick and you play as that driver with their existing points with their existing uh r&d developments and all that sort of stuff like that and then you drive as if you were them so it actually tries to mimic the real season in real life which is kind of cool um but they they've got a what it seems to be a bit of like how with EA how they've got the the FIFA mode where you get like the card system and there's you know you get Ronaldo or whoever a soccer player is I don't know soccer um in that card <laughs> yeah. system Ronaldo yeah sure he's yeah, still around yeah. okay <laughs> um but like that sort of card system the trading card system sort of thing and same thing that 2K does is uh if you get the deluxe edition of Formula 1 2021 not only do you get it 3 days early on the 13th of July but you get seven uh legendary drivers to be able to be your driver number two for your my team experience so that can be michael schumacher it can be nico please god for the love of god rosberg uh <laughs> it can be jensen button it can be uh art and senna it can be alan pross it's all of these drivers that you can use 
um, and you get the game three days early. So that seems to be a bit of the comparisons to like the FIFA and the, the NBA 2Ks is having these old school, you know, legendary drivers on your team. Yeah, and they, look, they did, they did that in the last couple of years as well, but it seems much more mm. expensive this year. The um, character modeling looks pretty good as well. So. Oh, the character models look so good. <laughs> so good. Yeah, so uh, yes, interesting. Well, uh, we're we're both looking forward to this one. I can't. We obviously can't score it at this stage because it's still previewed. It's previewed. But the yep, UI is even better as well, having like the speedo in the middle of the screen. Yeah, like, look, it's, it's, it's smallest thing, but it's it's a great idea. Yeah, like it does feel uh, a lot different already. So we're very much looking forward mm. to that one. So yes, stay tuned. It's a uh, it's only a few weeks away. Um, and sixteenth we'll, of um, July, thirteenth for the deluxe edition. There we go. So it's over a month away. Uh, I got it wrong. <laughs> but yes, it's, no, it's not that long. It's not that yeah, long. It's not far away at all. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's um, Formula One 2021. Stay tuned for that. Um, the next game that we're going to be talking about this week is uh, is another biggie. It is Necromunda. Necromunda? Necromunda. Ne- Necromunda. Whatever. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> it is Necromunda Hired Gun. Um, now, this game is a Doom-esque first-person shooter which takes place in the universe of Warhammer 40k. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are a 40k buff, this is the uh, the game for you to have a look at because I'm sure you're going to know more than I do. <laughs> um, Duty, um, can you give us a bit of a, a rundown on uh, Necromunda? Yeah, so uh, Necromunda is it is part of the Warhammer universe, but if you're expecting to see Space Marines and Orcs and all that sort of stuff like that, you will be probably disappointed. Um, Necromunda mm-hmm. is a uh, it's a basically like a manufacturing planet, and it is a little bit like a Corazon. There's so many different levels and all that sort of stuff like that as well. And there is a gang war basically going on in the under levels of this planet, and you play as a bounty hunter uh, and. That's all you need to know the story-wise, because the story of this game is fucking awful. Um, <laughs> There's a story? You paid attention to it? <laughs> I, 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 can't, I tried. I wrote down notes like, okay, this guy. Th- th- it's, it's, the story is not the reason why you should be playing this game at no. all. No, um, look, it is, it is primarily a first-person shooter, and yeah. for the majority of first-person shooters, I don't give a shit about the story. Like, I could not care... Like, there's no way that I could care less about the story in the first-person shooter. It's the action I want to see. If the action is good, everything else is secondary. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) There there, there are some negatives I'll get get on to. Um, Absolutely. I I, I feel like, of course, because Fuzzy and I do talk before we start recording, we've had probably two completely different experiences of this. Fuzzy playing this on a PlayStation, me playing it on the PC. Yeah, um, and I'm curious for more of your thoughts because they've been just like uh, upcoming episode for this week's nerd that uh, I won't spoil. There was a lot of pre-recording talk of what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean this this one, I I yeah, I don't know. I like I've gotten used to it now, like being in the next generation, <laughs> and the 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 games that I can play in next gen. Uh, at the standard that I'll expect on PC, and, yeah, and, uh, yeah, there is really good quality graphics, great f- stable frame rates, all the rest of it's going on, and I got none of that in this game. It was very muddy experienced. Um, yep. If I can use the word janky, um, I can't stress yeah. the word janky enough. But um, it's not it a was good janky. Jank. <laughs> no, 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 no. Janky, uh, really bad janky. Like, we're talking, like, just everything, like, the moment there's too much going on on screen, it starts skipping beats. It's okay. just, yeah, it's like there's someone's, like, put a lot of dust on your record or something like that. It just keeps skipping over it. So, 
it was um yeah it was a very interesting experience it wasn't stable either i had probably three or four crashes um like we're talking like proper like the game's you know completely frozen had to restart the the playstation kind of thing and i don't know if i've had an experience like that since cyberpunk um and we all know my thoughts on cyberpunk um yes yeah it's it's just one of those things that I just uh, I, I you can't release a game in this kind of quality uh, because it's just not finished. It really isn't. If it's this bad, it needs to be. In the, it needs to go back to the cooker. Yeah, that's what the extent of PC reviews have been in regards to the your, your final thought of it needed more time. Mm. Um, mm. I experienced jank. but that's it's like some games have very good jank, like um, uh, Maximum Action. <laughs> That's a very that's... good jank. Okay, no, no, yeah, <laughs> please some, some... describe to me what good jank is. <laughs> it's 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 sort of like fear. It's it's like the OG fear games. It's like you know shooting someone and their their body go flailing and all that sort of stuff. Like that, like that. Okay, so it's kind of, of funny. It's kind yeah, of like yeah. it's part of it's part of the experience is the ridiculousness of what it is. Yeah, yeah. So there's good jank and then there's bad jank, and bad jank is. Uh, as you can see in, in, in the video review I did for this, I execute an enemy in the executions in this game we'll get to in a second. And it's one of those executions where you sort of, you flip their arm over and their body like flies over as well with it. And then they're lying down on the ground and then you shoot them on the ground and then they're dead. Yeah. But I'd flip them over an edge and their body's just hanging over the edge. And then my character steps over to shoot them in the head and they're just standing on nothing. And then when the execution yeah. ends, he's immediately standing back on the platform. It was, it, that's bad jank. Um, I didn't have any crashes or any problems like that. Period. Mm. Um, which last... is which is interesting. Like, because I've, I've only heard like like a lot of PC games just completely crapping out. So, yeah, no, and, and that's the thing as well. Like, I was both uh, myself and G Man played it. He mm. had a different experience to what I had, and then as soon as you know embargo dropped and we could drop our reviews and all that sort of stuff, um, it was a friend of mine that was playing it as well, and he's screenshotting me all of these issues that's coming. I and mean, he's playing it on a high end PC as well. And I'm like, dude, I didn't experience any of that. There's one like yeah. brain teaser mind puzzle at one point in the game where you need to figure out like a shipping container, and he'd found it, but when he was trying to like you know punch it into the the required mechanics to use it, the game was just crapping out on him. Um, so I hadn't seen any of that. The only major bugs that i'd seen is if you're trying to shoot an enemy at long range using a sniper rifle or whatever it is you hit them in the head and they'll just stand there doing nothing and you hit them in the head over and over and over and then they're dead and then any enemy standing around them like if they're chatting to a friend or whatever the fuck it might be they just like continue talking and they keep standing there doing nothing and then it's like all right once you take two or three steps in then you're in their detection zone and then you can be found and yeah. they're going, oh, n- no, like someone should notice that something's wrong when I shot a guy in the head or I missed yeah. or whatever. Yeah, um, it, it was very inconsistent, that. that response. Like the AI in this game is shit. The AI um, is <laughs> Not not just for the enemies that you're facing, but also there's uh, you you get a pet dog, which is pretty cute. And yes, you can pat your dog, so that's awesome. Um, so God, he's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, this guy is so stupid. Um, oh, like man. sometimes he'll do the things that you want him to do. Other times he will not. It's just you know sometimes he's you know really responsive. Other times he's not. It just it t- it kind of decides. It's like this contextual moment where it's just like yeah we'll we'll work for you now. And it, <laughs> other times it's like no nah, no nah, 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 not gonna happen. So yeah, it's just, and it's it's, it's, it's a I, frustrating I like the mix. Of it. 
Yeah, and I like the mechanic of, of having a dog in combat. Mm. Like, that's awesome. It's very 100%. like Metal Gear Solid Five for me. It was like, cool, I've got a dog. The dog does the same thing that it does in Metal Gear Solid Five. It highlights any enemies nearby. Mm. But I didn't need to tell the dog in Metal Gear Solid Five to attack people if I was already attacking people. The dog would yeah. go, hey, you're shooting someone. I'm going to go you know, attack some other people. Where this game, and I like the mechanic at least, to summon the dog, you pull out a squeaky toy and you squeak it and the dog comes out. I'm like, Fuck, that's great. Cute. Great. Awesome. Yep, absolutely. But you press the button once, you summon the dog. Now the dog will fucking stand there and follow you around and it will get shot at, it will get charged at, but it won't attack anything unless yeah. you tell it to attack. And it just stands there menacingly. I've even seen like the way the way the dog comes in, it sort of appears in a cloud of nothing. Like it has this leaping animation as it comes in. When it runs out of health or the timer runs out, it jumps and leaps away. I've seen people summon the dog. It's jumped in, but because the guy was standing on like a thin railing, it's jumped in and then immediately fallen off the side. And then the counters just restarted for resummoning the dog because the dog's died. It's that's just stupid. It's just very yeah. stupid. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, none of none of the actions that like the dog in the game seem to work, seem to make sense. It's just it, it it's this very haphazard approach to how it interacts with everything. So it, it would have been a great feature to have in the game had it been working well. Yeah, there there are some things that the game does well. I did like. I felt the combat like. Yeah, for you perhaps you might have a different thing because you said you, you had a lot of jank and it crashed and stuff like that but for me the the actual guns felt like they had a kick to them each gun felt unique you could customize any gun in a variety of ways with scopes and stocks and trinkets and upgrades and fucking yep. firing mechanisms and all this sort of stuff the combat was fun it was the music in this game i thought was fucking great it wasn't mick gordon doom but it is better than the doom music that we got in the in the doom dlc because they didn't have mick gordon um it is in the world of warhammer but it's not in your face warhammer if that makes sense it's not it's like yeah we're in the warhammer world and that's that's basically the only time we're going to reference it where I found with other Warhammer games, it's just like, yes, it's a grim, dark universe. Like, we fucking get it. We're running around in a space <laughs> marine, dude. Like, just tattoo it on your forehead. Yeah. <laughs> now they look, have this... Oh, sorry. Like, I get the universe, and I, I think it's it's good that they kind of did their own thing. So from my very little understanding of, uh, of Warhammer 40K, this is... Something that's not really been fully explored before. I know there is a board game um, of Necromunda, but this is like yeah. a, a a very, I suppose, little explored universe within side, you know, 40k itself. So good to see them trying to go down a different path. You don't have to know a lot, a lot about 40k to follow the story if you're interested in following the story. There Personally, story. I was skipping it because uh, it was boring after about it's two minutes. A bad story. It's this, bad, and that's bad, the thing with yeah. Necr- Nec- the difference between like Warhammer and Necromunda is. Warhammer, if you fuzzy want to play it and, you know, your brother is a fucking Australian championship with it, is I want to play it and you pick whatever army it is you want to pick and you paint them and then you start playing and you learn the rules and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. With Necromunda is is similar but a hell of a lot smaller. It is Yeah. you buy the starter box set, which is a board game in itself. It, okay. it you know, has terrain and all that sort of shit like that. And if you want to change armies, it's like 60 bucks and that's it. Where with Warhammer, it's, you know, $6,000. Yeah. Um, and that's basically the difference. But- this game is fun. It's got little references here and there. I did have a major negative with the game where... And I have a negative with all of the Warhammer games, except maybe like Dawn of War 1 and 2 and a little bit of the, the Total War games. Um, but like 
Certain factions have strengths and weaknesses, like, you know, orcs can't, orcs are very bad at shooting, but they're very good at close range and all this sort of shit like that. There is yeah. one mission and only one mission in the game <clears throat> where you come up against these things called gene sealers. Gene sealers are basically aliens from the alien universe. They're heavily inspired by them. Their rules on the tabletop is they will completely fuck you up in close range combat. So you shoot the shit out of them before they even get a chance to get close. Okay. And in this game, they sprint and they appear on you before you even fucking blink your eyes uh. and they're surrounding you. And I'm like, all right, if that's that's fine, but my character is dead. There is no way this one random ass bounty hunter can go through this underground cavern of fucking enemies and aliens and survive. Like, you're setting it in this world, follow that world's rules. Like, yeah. that's my big thing. If you want to be Star Wars, this is what a lightsaber does. <laughs> if you want to be Warhammer, follow the follow the rules of Warhammer. Yeah, um, no, fair enough. That's a, that's a fair comment. Yeah. Um, there is a hub world that you go to between missions. It's very tedious. It's oh, yeah. one of my biggest negatives because if you want to continue a story mission, you have to talk to person A. Person A says, go talk to person B, who's oh. basically next to them. And then person Make B says, go talk to person C. Exactly. Like, have the three characters you need to talk to either together or make the the dialogue to go into your next mission a fucking cutscene. I don't want to talk to person A, then talk to person B, and then she says go speak to person C, who's on the other side of the fucking map. Yeah, you can jump and dash around, and it takes two seconds to do it, but it's just so tedious when you have to daisy chain between NPCs that are voice acted badly. Every character has their mouth covered, so you don't have to animate mouths moving. And it's just... It's so... It's it's pointless. It's unnecessary. Just yeah. give us a cutscene or have one person we need to speak to. Don't give us three people to daisy chain. Give yeah. us the stuff that we can upgrade our character. We can upgrade the dog. We can change our weapons. We can test it out in the gladiatorial pits and all that sort of stuff. But just the the pointless unnecessariness of speaking to three people in a story <laughs> that doesn't exist and is pointless in order to just go shoot things. Is just frustrating <laughs> and pointless, apparently. Uh, yes. <laughs> Look, I think that that very much sums up this entire game. It is a little bit pointless. Like every every second I was playing this game, I was sitting there thinking I could just be playing Doom right now. <laughs> Doom is a much better game. Why the fuck yeah. am I playing this game when I could be playing another much better game that is exactly the same thing? And that's the biggest problem I have with it is that it's. They've tried to make a Doom game almost, and and it's, it's Doom and Titanfall, yeah, yeah, and it's just it feel like all the big guns and all of the you know the squeak even the squeaky toy like there's a couple of those little Doom moments where they've had stuff like that in there and it's just like oh, little, yeah where you pick up the toys when you find them and you squeak them yeah yeah like little moments like that that's like it's already been done in a much much better game don't try and do that game try and do your own thing and they they haven't been able to um, so I just it's a it's a bit frustrating that they've they've tried and yeah i think that's i would like to see them i do a just find their own identity within those types of games do just something do, do something unique because i've seen all of this before and i yeah i prefer to play that the studio that made Necromunda is a very, very small studio. Yes. Um, don't know exact the exact numbers, but, you know, when you compare them to the likes of, you know, Doom and um, Bethesda and, and ID, they're very large. 
Um, but this is a very small studio. The last game they worked on was Deathwing, uh, Space Hulk Deathwing, which was the uh, Space Marine Terminator game where you took on aliens and stuff like that. And some of the um, assets and stuff like that you can see have transferred over into this game. Not much, but some have, and the, and the environments and stuff look a little similar. Um, but have it, having it being such a small studio that has made this game, yes, it's got its issues with it, I didn't have necessarily as many crashes, and I enjoyed the combat. I just found the tediousness of the story and other things I didn't like. But I think as a first game release, or as a, like, we've never done this style of game before, because they've done Deathwing, and Deathwing is very... Like, it's first-person shooter, but yeah. you're moving very slow because you're covered in body armor. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's fine. Like, it's I think if you've got nothing to play, check it out. If yeah. it goes on sale check it out um especially if it's you know if it's on sale now oh, it was on sale now because there was a warhammer event on showing all these new warhammer games um but if it's on sale you've got nothing to play then check it out i think it will get quality of life improvements i i would hope um oh, as the game I don't know. gets older i, don't know. <laughs> I mean who, who knows but um i think it's worth checking out but i don't think it's necessarily worth paying full price for but i yeah. still think this will be one of those games that should a Necromunda 2 come out or should they do a spin-off sequel or whatever it might be, this will be the thing, this will be the, the Titanfall effect. If Titanfall 2 came out, people absolutely fucking loved that game and then when they played that, they went back to Titanfall 1 just to see what it was about and it was, you know, yeah. it was 20 bucks or it was 30 bucks or whatever. Um, I think brand new, this is $60, I think, 50, yeah. 60 bucks, roughly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think if it, if you see it on sale for 30 bucks and you've got nothing to play, grab it because it's an 8 eight to 12-hour-ish story and there yep. are side missions and side bounties that you can do. You can't unlock every upgrade uh, just by doing the story and you do get you know upgrades where you can basically turn into Soldier 76 and instantly aim for headshots for like four seconds. You can upgrade the dog so they have you know better health and you remove their teeth and replace them with knives and you re- remove their spine and replace it with a fucking... His seat and all this weird it's shit. It's pretty cool. I like that. It's it's cool, but it's also... F- it's fucked. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, y- you can like, upgrade all, all this shit, and it's just... There's lots to do here, and I feel like this is a great palette cleanse, and I've used that term before, but between releases, depending on when you pick this up, is a great filler between the next thing you're looking forward to. Yeah. Like, I, w- I wouldn't say to people go out and, like, you know, break your back to get this game because I think <laughs> it's it's definitely one of those ones that is a... <laughs> find, find it at the cheapest possible price. Um, but it, it will be... I think there's there's some value to have here for 40K aficionados. There's yeah. some value to have here for people who, who like, you know, interesting... Very, very different uh, first-person shooters. Again, stability issues and things like that. Yes, they can improve over time, um, but yeah, you know, as it is now, it's it's. I feel it's it's like I said, un- uncooked, unfinished. It's it's just a little bit uh, raw. So yeah, uh, yes. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's come out of the oven. <laughs> Slightly too early. It's too soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, the, uh, the potatoes aren't even roasted. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give it a score. Um, I'm going to go just quickly on this one because uh, I, I just need to get it off my chest. I'm going to mm. give it a three stars, three out of five, because it's just that's, it's, it's yeah, not it's it's not terrible. And I know that they're trying, and I I think there's some really good stuff, like you say, the guns and all the rest of it. I think there's some fun in there. It's yep. if you can if you can 
put aside all of those things that are happening around it, like you know, all the bad shit that's going on, then yes, there is fun. But I couldn't. For me personally, I couldn't. So that's that's why I'm giving it uh, three out of five. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to go three point five. So you know, just just a, you know, a touch more than than yourself. Um, I found the combat was was loads of fun. I absolutely loved the combat of the game. Um, the executions that you can do. Yeah, there are some moments and some executions where you're going, fuck, that's pretty brutal, but they're, they're very janky in a bad way. Um, the music in this game is actually one of the big things for me because there's one level when you, you... The only level when you're going up against these Tyranid Gene Stealer enemy variants is the music just before you get up to them and you start to... As a Warhammer fan, you start to pick up on some of the clues, like that skull looks familiar, that logo looks familiar. Yeah. Is the music is very inspired by John Carpenter's The Thing. So it's got that slow, like, boom, boom sort of building, and it's very slow to that. And then as okay. they start to come in and stuff, it turns into this sort of doom metal sort of thing. Like, I really, really picked up and liked that. I can feel um, that, yeah. Yeah, so I, I had fun with it. You know, I, I with these games, especially when there's a... Yeah, some level of customization because I'm a customization whore. <laughs> I, once I found, you know, rare weapons because it's got that Borderlands, a bit of that Borderlands looter shooter to it. Cause a little chess, bit. Yeah. There's chests where you can find rare weapons and then you can keep the rare weapons and all that sort of stuff. But you can rename the weapons to whatever the fuck you want. So, like, I renamed all my weapons something to do with Warhammer. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I, I really I really dug it. Um, yeah, so seven. Yeah, look, I, I will say, like, I understand the Borderlands vibes to an extent, but I think one of the things that Borderlands, Borderlands does really well is mm-hmm. every single gun you pick up, you know, no matter if it's a slightly different sniper rifle or whatever, like they, yeah. like all of the manufacturers' guns will act within a similar type of set range, but yeah. they, like, they're so so varied, so different. There is not a single gun that is duplicated. Whereas this one, like, it's it's almost like the 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 same skins are used but there's different effects on them so it's it kind of didn't have that same feel to me as like you know the the that gun hoarding loot fest that is borderlands it's in in that similar ballpark but not quite nailing that that really nice point to it so yes. yeah and there's i think there's only like maybe 20 weapons in total for every like weapon class and variety yeah. in the game and then there's three variants on those guns where it's like normal rare and then like epic and and that's it um so with borderlands there's like twelve thousand guns or whatever yeah oh there's there's millions of guns in that game it's ridiculous it's so good yeah it's one of the best things about that game is trying to pick out the next best weapon so fun (laughs) but i've always been keen to try borderlands but i feel like that is the you can only play that with a crew yeah, look, it is. I think it's an experience that can wear thin on itself if you're not playing with other people. Um, yeah. But it is, it is a very, very fun experience when you get into it. Again, sim- like similar to that, this kind of thing. I think Borderlands does this style much better. They just mm-hmm. weren't able to do it for Necromunda. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, enough about that. Let's move on. Uh, we are going to wrap up now. That is this for this week. Uh, we will be back next week uh, to talk about not games themselves as far as reviews are concerned, but we will be talking about E3 because it is mm-hmm. E3 time. Um, so E3 Online is happening all next week. Um, the yeah, episode might come in, We might have to record a little bit later in the week to make sure that we get everything, but... Um, it is, uh, yeah, it's definitely exciting. So we're going to talk about all the trailers, all of the latest news, all of the bits and pieces that are coming out next week. Hopefully talking about that Switch Pro, which I'm definitely, definitely, definitely going to buy. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, um, the, the rumored Square Enix uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game as well. 
Oh, yep, yep. Now, there's, um, there's lots of exciting things that could potentially be coming out next week, so we're saving an entire episode just to talk about E3. Um, so if there's something that you'd like us to talk about, just let us know, and we will definitely, definitely review it. Um, but yes, that's it for this uh, this week. I'm Fuzzy Dan, and as always, I'd like to remind you that if you're playing a game that's exactly like another game but slightly worse, play the other game that's slightly better. <laughs> And this is Judy reminding you to play with each other and play with yourself. I remember. He did it. I did it. It's my thing. I'm going to put that on my Halo for my Formula One car. <laughs>